Hello and welcome to the Black Arrows Employment Team podcast where you have your very own employment lawyer in your pocket. My name is Simon Allison, I'm head of Black Arrows Employment Team. This podcast is aimed at business owners and HR managers and aims to keep you on the straight and narrow with your staff. This is season three, our Tell Me season of podcasts. We will be covering such topics as tell me how to conduct an interview and tell me how to have an off-the-record conversation with my staff. We aim to answer your questions as quickly and efficiently as we can. Hello, welcome to episode three of season three, Employment Law in Your Pocket, joined by Jack Boyle. Hi Jack, how are you doing today? Hi Simon, I'm doing very well, thanks today. It's beautiful weather here in Dundee. It's lovely, isn't it today? Lovely and sunny. What can you see out the window, Simon? I can see the law, I can see a bird, I can see some trees. What can you see? Uh, I don't have such a pleasant view, I'm afraid. I can just see you. <laughs> That's a pleasant view, isn't it? Well, okay. some may say. <laughs> okay, so today's podcast, we're joined by... Um, you did introduce Jack. Yeah, well, I mean, we need to do a wee drum roll here. We've got our wisecracking guest back for our second installment. And I'm not talking about Deadpool 2 getting released this week, but <laughs> even better than that, we have got our follow-up podcast with our DP guru, Ruth. Ruth Weir. Hi, Ruth. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you very much. Great to be back. Is it? Yeah. Is it though? Yeah, it's fantastic. Definitely <laughs> great to be back. <laughs> well, you like that positive mental attitude. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and apologies, might not have quite as much humour as Wade Wilson, but hopefully we can get some Celine Dion impressions uh, by the end of the podcast. Who's doing yeah. then? Jack? I'll do that. I've got the voice of an angel. <laughs> okay. Um, and obviously, podcast today here to talk through just as hot a topic as the new release. Okay. So our question today is coming from MMG Archibald asking, with GDPR looming, what changes do we have to make? with regards to processing employee information? And do we have to be concerned with updating historical personnel files? Jack, who are MMG Archibald? MMG, they're a leading firm, Simon, chartered accountants, and they've got offices in Dundee, Forfar and Montrose. They basically provide a comprehensive range of accountancy services and help you to create a safe and secure cloud-based system for your clients. Okay. Um, and great question coming in from MMG Archibald. Very topical. GDPR is getting a lot of coverage at the moment. GDPR. GDPR. So what does that stand for then? Is that the great Deadpool release? <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, that's snappy. <laughs> well, obviously, great Deadpool release, but got a double meaning and is also the General Data Protection Regulation, which is coming into force next week on the 25th of May. Um, it will bring about some big changes to how personal data is used and processed, creating additional accountability requirements on organisations and giving individuals more control over their data. Um, any processing of personal information will need to be in line with data protection principles, which are broadly the same under the new rules as they currently are under Data Protection Act. Okay, Ruth. So you mentioned organisations and individuals. I presume GDPR does apply to employee data, does it? Um, so it covers personal data, which is data relating to a living individual from which they can be identified directly or indirectly. And special category personal data, which is essentially sensitive personal data, um, like health records, trade union membership, criminal records, that type of thing. Um, so we'll cover employee data. If we look at Wade Wilson, um, as an example, he's an up and coming 
bartender, um, his employer will hold various information about him, like name, address, payroll details, NI number, pension details, medical information, disciplinary information, probably highly likely for Deadpool, uh, yes. um, and promotion details. So that's all personal data, pe uh, potentially sensitive personal data. Okay. I've just noticed, guys, Simon, you say data. Ruth, you say data. I get the cast and vote on which is the right way to say that word, okay? Data. Data. Tomato, data, tomato. Data, data. I'm going to go with Ruth. She's the expert. Oh, so I'm going to say data. Classic. So Ruth, um, GDPR, that covers employee data. What do the employers need to do to be able to use that data? So the first thing you should be doing is looking at the kind of data you're processing. Um, a lot of it will be personal data, but there might also be some sensitive data there. Make a list of each data set and what type of data it is. And once you know what you're processing, make sure you've got a lawful ground for doing that processing. So what would count as a lawful ground? Is that maybe if you get the employee's consent or if you build it into their contract or something like that? That's exactly it, Jack. Um, Organisations and employers need to identify a ground to rely on, and that can be for personal data, consent, um, contract, so the employment contract, legitimate interest, so an actual interest of the organisation, vital interest, which is mainly health-related, public task, so if you're public authority or you've got a statutory duty for processing or you've got a legal obligation to, to do the processing. Um, within an employment sphere, a lot of processing will be under the actual employment contract, but there will probably be some legal obligations, like reporting to HMRC for salaries and tax. Um, and you could also rely on legitimate interests quite easily. Um, where you're in an employment situation, you need to be careful if you're relying on consent, um, because under the new rules, consent needs to be freely given. And the Information Commissioner has questioned whether an employee could genuinely freely give their consent to an employer um, or be able to refuse consent in an employment situation. Okay. Mm. Is there any difference for sensitive data, do you think? Do you see a change that to data? Like that, say. Si. Mm, fine. Recognising the majority <laughs> rules in Fine, here. fine, fine. Ruth, is there any difference for sensitive data? Um, so because it's a little bit more personal, um, it needs additional protections. So you need to get a second ground for processing that information. Um, there's, again, various grounds for sensitive data, but the most relevant in employment would be either explicit consent or processing in the field of employment and social security. So if we use Deadpool as an example for both types of data, um, name and address information would be personal data and is processed by his employer under the employment contract. Um, payroll information is processed potentially as a legal obligation, but also under the employment contract because they've got an obligation to pay their employees. Um, health and medical information is sensitive data, so the employer needs to get the two grounds to process that. So they've got processing under the employment contract um, and also processing in the field of employment. So that's the two grounds for sensitive data. Okay, got it. So make sure you've got the right, right, right grounds identified, yes? Yes. Does it mean employee contracts need to be updated to explain the grounds for processing, Ruth? So that's going to depend on the organisation um, and it will maybe be a good idea at this precise moment in time to do a general health check of all employment papers to see what updates, if any, are needed, not just from a data pr protection perspective, but from a wider employment law sphere um, too. 
What will probably be more common is for policies and procedures to be updated so that they're clear and transparent on what information is collected, how it's stored, who it's shared with, etc. Okay. Roger that, Ruth. So it sounds like something to be, Roger Dodger, it sounds like that all of these points should probably be documented by an employer. That would be useful. Is that fair to say? Um, it would be very useful, correct to say, but also actually required under the new rules. Mm-hmm. Um, the document's got various names, but commonly called a privacy notice or a data protection statement. Um, so before you do any processing of personal data, this privacy notice needs to be provided to individuals so they are informed on the data collection and the use of data. Um, should also give details of any individual rights that individuals might have under the new rules as well. Um, the other point for organisations to remember is this new accountability requirement that you've got to keep records of any decisions that you've taken to show data protections being considered at all levels as well. Ah, good stuff. Sai, here's a wee one for you. You can make the casting vote on this because Ruth says privacy. Ruth says privacy, actually. I would say privacy. What would you say, Sai? Privacy, Ruth. Privacy. 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 What did I say? Privacy. Privacy. No, you said privacy. I said privacy. (laughs) Ah, well, there you go. Nobody knows what the devil's going on with that one. Um, But getting back on track, Ruth, here's one. Here's a question that does actually cause me a bit of trouble with with GDPR, and that's how do you deal with the existing process and also historical files? Um, So... If you are currently relying on consent for processing, this needs to be updated to meet the new requirements and you'll also need to factor in whether it's freely given. Um, So you might need to look at a new ground for processing in those circumstances. Once your policies and processes have been updated, details of the changes should be circulated to employees in a clear way so that they understand the changes. Um, And for the historical files... You should review these just now and see if everything still needs to be held or if there's any data that can be destroyed or deleted. The new rules have got this data minimisation principle, which means you only hold the minimal amount of data that you need and only for as long as required. So you can't just keep historical files indefinitely. You'll need to review and cleanse the data regularly going forward. Good stuff. Well, that concludes that, I think. Ruth, what are your three takeaway tips today? So today I've gone for an ABC approach with my tips. Ooh, I like it. ABC. Easy as one, two, three. Get on with it. Get on with it. Jackson 5. Jackson 5. Get on with it. Um, So A, assess the data. Take notice of the ways in which employee data is processed, the purposes it's processed for, and what processes and procedures are in place for collecting, transferring, storing data, etc. Okay, assess data, A, yes. B, begin implementation. Update your policies and procedures and your employment contract too, if that's necessary. And educate your staff on the changes. Confirm that they should be complying with the new policies and procedures going forward. Okay, B, begin implementation. What does C stand for, do you think? I'm not going to say No guesses. (laughs) So check regularly. Um, 25th of May isn't just the end point. You'll need to keep um, data, policies and procedures under regular review and make sure they're updated if there's any changes in your business, etc. Good stuff. That was good. Well done, Ruth. That was an amazing podcast, wasn't it? It was. There's a lot of quite, well, I would say quite scary stuff for employers there to get to grips with. It's very scary, isn't it? I mean, how about we lighten the mood? Do you just want to hear a wee superhero joke? No. Yes, I do. Always, always, always. Let's hear. Come on, Jack. Let's hear your best one. So... 
Which superhero uses public transportation? Oh, um, superhero, public transportation. Um, what do you think? I don't know, I'm trying to think. Like, Iron Man doesn't think of, there's nothing falls in. Captain America, Spider-Man, his web, I can't think. What's the answer then, Jack? Yeah. The answer, you'll like this. Bus Lightyear. Oh, my sight have been split. My <laughs> sight have been split. I'm even query whether Buzz Lightyear, somebody with a Toy Story, does he qualify as a superhero? <laughs> well, on that he's basis... He's saving the galaxy. Surely oh, he's got no. to be a superhero. That's fair. I've got <laughs> another super wee joke for you if you want to hear it about the... Right, come on, quickly then, the Jack. Spider-Man. Yes. Have we got time? Yes, come on then, quickly. No, we've run out of time. <laughs> we'll save okay. that for another episode. <laughs> Cheers and cheerio. Cheerio.